Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita and let's begin. Welcome to episode 218 of a Love Food Podcast. I'm Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and partner on your food peace journey. I am so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. And are you wondering what are actually the right things to do to manage your diabetes or maybe manage any other kind of health condition that you've been told you need to like change your food? How do you do it right? Or maybe you've tried to do it correctly, but you just can't get it to see, get it a chance to like make it stick. Or maybe you can do it for a little while and then you notice yourself all of a sudden kind of slipping up, maybe feeling out of control with food or binging. Well, this episode is for you. We have a letter from someone who is really trying to do the right thing to manage their diabetes and just feels like they are never, ever going to get it right and kind of stuck there. We get to hear from someone who I love getting a chance to talk to. Her name is Glennis Oyston. Glennis is a dietitian that has been an uh, expert on another Love Food podcast episode. So it was really great to connect with her again. I told her that after we hung up, I'm like, oh, it was so great just to have an excuse to chat with you again. She's someone that I don't get a chance to talk to enough. So not only was I able to record an episode with her, I'm so grateful I had a chance to chat with her, but she has so much wonderful information. She's been helping people Um, with many different types of lived experiences with diabetes for a really long time. And I think you'll find her insight really, really helpful. But before we get to this episode's letter and to hear from the guest expert, Glennis Oyston, a word from our sponsor. This episode of a Love Food Podcast is brought to you by my PCOS and Food Peace courses. So if you have PCOS, you may also be fearing diabetes. It's something that I know a lot of people with PCOS end up experiencing together. And it's also something that is preached that you must, must avoid. Oh, so much fear-based stuff. It really doesn't help. I know it's pretty much what everybody hears, but we know through research that fear and shame-based methods really don't help people to make long-term behavior change. What can you do to actually help you to make choices and sustainable changes and focusing on behavior without getting stuck in diet culture? Maybe you have PCOS and also are trying to recover from an eating disorder. I have made a course for you. I also have lots of resources on my website. If you want to look at those free resources, go to juliedillonrd.com slash PCOS. If you'd like to check out the course, go to pcosandfoodpeace.com. Are you a social justice informed business and would like to sponsor an episode of a Love Food podcast? 
I would love to give you that opportunity. It's really hard for me, someone who is social justice informed, fat positive, and non-diet to have a podcast with the word food in it. (laughs) Pretty much everybody who wants to advertise on the show has some kind of diet crap that we don't want to be anywhere near. If you value social justice, and maybe you consider yourself a fat positive business owner, check out the details at juliedillonrd.com slash love food sponsor. All right, enough of all that. Let's get to this episode's letter and hear from Glennis Oyston. Dear food, I can't stop snacking and eating fast food. I have diabetes and I need to make better food choices. Lately, I've been eating a lot of heavy food, which leads me to be sleepy and inactive. My diabetes dietitian focuses on carb counting and I haven't counted carbs in years. I've given up and given in to the cravings. I've gained weight, watched my blood pressure rise, and my eyes fill with sadness when I look in the mirror and wonder how much over X amount of pounds is on my five foot frame. I actually feel afraid for my heart and all the extra work it has to do now while my weight continues to rise. There have been times when I actually enjoyed drinking green drinks and having my brain and body feel healthy. Grilling out, experimenting with recipes, yoga, swimming, and such. I know my food choices today make my vision blurry, blood sugar high, and cause me to make not so good decisions because my brain isn't as clear when I exercise and eat right. I want a strong body again. I want to find joy in a walk or kayaking or fitting comfortably in a booth, having brunch with friends. How do I get back to that? How do I get back to wanting the healthy choices, the joy in experimenting with fruits, vegetables, protein? Did you know that every time you listen to an ad on this podcast, you help cover the cost of producing Find Your Food Voice? Thank you to our sponsor, Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. Because of them, my team and I can continue our independent podcast. Equilibria is a women-owned wellness brand with unique science-backed products that help bring your mind and back my mind and body back into harmony. EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense is a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. It also promotes optimal vaginal pH. These probiotics were chosen because they are studied for women's health. And I love that you can subscribe. So if you find that Equilibria's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense helps you, you can subscribe so you don't have to think twice about running out and also save 25% off. I just started taking the Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense after a trip overseas that made my GI tract kind of funky. I am hoping that it helps make things just a little bit easier, easing back in. And also as a woman, as a woman in midlife, I'm always looking for ways to help with vaginal pH. If you are not in midlife yet, just be aware. It's a thing that is around the corner for you. So head to myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. All right, let's get back to the show. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And fats and recipes. How, with limited insurance and temporary employment, do I find a good dietitian? Right now, I feel like you food have won. You are keeping me hostage in a body that isn't strong and makes me feel physically uncomfortable and feeds my diabetes instead of my spirit. Love, lost my way, and afraid for my life. Thank you so much, Letter Writer. I appreciate your note. And what a, a tough, tough space to be in wanting to make changes, but yet also feeling like you're having to go down this one specific path. And I cannot wait to introduce you to Glennis Oyston. She's a dietitian that I've known for a long time. She's also the host, or rather the co-host of the Dietitians Unplugged podcast. She's my go-to diabetes expert, and I cannot wait to hear what she has to say. So let's go ahead and give Glennis a call. Hello. Hey, Glennis. It's Julie Duffy Dillon. How are you? Hi, Julie. I'm so excited to talk to you. Thank you for coming back on the Love Food Podcast. What an honor to have you on again. Well, thank you so much for asking me back. Well, when I was uh, putting together this month on diabetes, you came to mind. I'm like, I got to reach out to Glennis to see if she'll come back on again, because I love the insight that you have with helping people recover from diet culture and just have a more healthy relationship with food, with diabetes. So thanks. And did you get a chance to read the letter yet? I absolutely did. Yes. Awesome. So when you were reading it, what's your, what's your general impression about what this person's experiencing? Oh man. Um, you know, I'm hearing so much distress and I hear so much guilt and fear and shame for not doing I'm going to put it in air quotes, the right thing around self-care for diabetes. Um, I think this person sounds so overwhelmed with the amount of work that they feel is ahead of them um, to to be as well as they feel that they can be. Um, And they feel like the, the changes that they need to make needed to happen yesterday. So there's so much urgency I'm feeling too. And it just felt really heartbreaking to me, you know, that they feel... They're so solely responsible for having this good, this, this good health or doing health right. Yeah, totally. I was reading that too, that, um, this urgency and like, oh my gosh, I'm fucked because I haven't done any of this stuff right. And so I'm doomed and it's all my fault. Like, that's basically what I was reading and it was, Mm -hmm. it was heartbreaking to read. Um, do you see that kind of urgency complicating things? Yeah, I think I think the problem with feeling that urgency is that it it makes it it just increases the overwhelm. And it means like I have to do everything right now to make this better. And I think when we're faced with this huge amount of work ahead of us, like it, with anything, right? We don't want to do it. It's like 
oh, I just remember being in school like, oh, I have all this work to do. And I'd be like, I don't want to do any of it. I'm going to go and hide and watch TV. Like that was <laughs> that was sort of my response. So so I think just like feeling like you have so much to do and it's so hard and there's only one way to do it right. Um, I just think that that increases the overwhelm and, and decreases your ability to actually do anything at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the shame, right, that that is weighing so heavy and and shame is not a motivator at all. So, right. right. So I think that that's, you know, that's the big problem with feeling the heaviness of this. Mm-hmm. Taking all that personal responsibility for it. And, you know, something that I have to say is I feel like as healthcare providers, our colleagues are really uh, well-versed in using this kind of you better do this or you're going to die kind of like speech. I know so yeah. many people get it. And of course, that quickly goes into like a shame spiral. And I think Mar- our colleagues think that's going to help motivate people. But like you said, shame shame has been found in literature to not motivate people, especially long term. Um, I'm sure you've witnessed a lot of that kind of like talk with diabetes. I know that's something that I've always seen. It's like, you better do this now or you're going to die. Right. Um, which I'm like, really? Are, is it? It's not really like that. <laughs> you know? Right. And and a lot of times they've come from their doctor mm-hmm. and their doctor has terrified them mm-hmm. um, just to the point of paralysis in a way. And it's it's amazing that they've managed to call me, really. <laughs> they made their way out of that terror. You know, and sometimes the terror is like, OK, I better make the phone call and get this fixed kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, of course, some doctors have recommended like, oh, you have to give up carbs and you have to give up sugar and you have to. And, you know, I also work with a lot of people with diabetes or prediabetes that also have a long history of disordered eating. So the reality is like quitting sugar for them is just not, it's never worked and it's not going to work. And, um, you know, yet they feel this, this fear that they have to do it and there's one way to do it right. And that's where I have to do a lot of unraveling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is amazing that people make the step to reach out to another healthcare provider after they've been traumatized, um, probably by multiple and feeling like all this goop of blame and shame for not doing the right thing. And um, I can appreciate so many people feel so stuck in that space. And, And for this letter writer or anyone who can relate to what this person's going through, what would you recommend to be some first steps forward? I think the first step for this person is focusing on shame reduction. And and that sounds, maybe for some people, they're like, well, that's not going to get me anywhere. <laughs> it's like, actually, that's going to get you everywhere. Um, if you can just focus on self-compassion first and reminding yourself that it's okay to not be okay, that you're doing your best in the moment, even if it doesn't feel like it's your best, um, I think that's going to go a long way to to reducing the shame and get you to a place where you're feeling like, well, maybe there's one thing I could do first. Mm -hmm. Um, But until that shame sort of decreases around like the diagnosis, around I'm not good enough, I think that it's really hard to move forward. Mm -hmm. Is there anything in particular that you found helpful to help people to do that work? And I say that because I know a lot of people will say, if I don't feel shame, then I'm just accepting 
which I don't want to accept where I am right now, which I know you and I, you know, we do such similar work that I know you know where I'm going with this. But um, what would you say to someone who kind of came back with that? Like, I don't want to reduce the shame because I can't accept where I am right now. Yeah. Um, you know, I really go back to every person's individual experience. And I usually ask them, like, how much shame are you experiencing now? And a, a lot of the times it's like, it's a, it's a lot. I'm experiencing a lot of shame. And then I ask, well, how much are you doing? Are you able to do right now? And they're like, well, I can't do anything. And I'm like, okay, so forget about everybody else's experience. How is this working for you? Hmm. And that's when they sort of realize like, oh, okay. Um, maybe, maybe this is something I need to work on. And, and often like this is when in session, like tears really come up, right? Because this is the, this is the emotion that they're carrying around. And they realize like, yeah, this doesn't feel good. This isn't, mm-hmm. this isn't helping me at all. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, it's all well and good to point people to, well, here's the data on shame and here's what we know. And it's not, I think that is not meaningful to most people until they really look at, well, how is this working for me? And so, and so that's where I always start. I like, and I, I really like, I, I appreciate that because yeah, people's lived experience is enough data to know that it's not working for them. So right. why do they need to look elsewhere? And I, I'm thinking about what you were saying earlier about the urgency and how that led to the overwhelm and how, or that leads to the overwhelm rather, and how that can keep a person paralyzed and keep them stuck. So it sounds like the shame can help remove that big boulder. So then they can actually see like, oh, there are some options that are like low lying fruit. Maybe fruit is not the appropriate word because of the, like the stigma with diabetes, but like. <laughs> but I say fruit is okay. I do too. I do too. Right. <laughs> anyway, well, were there, are there any other steps that you'd recommend to this person? Yeah, I would say that reduce the idea that everything has to be done right away, that small changes happen incrementally and over time. So I, this is again, going back to my school analogy of analogy of how I just felt so overwhelmed in school. I'd be like, Glennis, just do one thing, do one thing, do like one chemistry question. Right. And I'm like, okay, I could do one. I can do one. And then suddenly it didn't feel so bad. So go, go and just pick one thing that you want to start working on and start there. So is it like, okay, I really want to see what it's like to move my body again in a way that feels good and that I can start to move towards, say, like building strength to support my current weight or making me feel better? Or do I want to look at my meal mix to see what's missing? And maybe I just need to balance out my plate some more with protein and um, some fat or you know, do I want to start start increasing the nutrient density? And so I'm throwing out a lot of suggestions. What I'm saying is don't do all these at once. What I'm mm-hmm, saying is pick mm-hmm. one of Just pick things. one. It could be so right. hard to like restrain and when you're wanting to do all of them. But especially mm-hmm. for people like you and me, where we like are sitting with people as I talk about food behavior for years now, um, it's such a um, overwhelming space to be in for a person to be like, oh my gosh, all these different things that I need to change. But yeah, I'm just picking one. Yeah how that can be something that is sustainable, you know, and something that feels good and aligns with what's accessible to that person and probably can do a whole lot for blood sugar management, you know? Yeah. Um, does a lot more than I think people think just picking one or two things. Yeah. yeah. And I had one more thought, which yeah. is I think in this letter, I'm seeing a lot of black and white thinking around what, that there's one right way to do diabetes self-care and there's a wrong way to do it. And that they're just on the wrong track and they can't, got onto the right one. 
Whereas in the rea- in reality, there's just there's a lot of flexibility in eating that you can engage in and self care. There isn't like this this one right way to do diabetes self care, and it's about figuring out what works for you and what's sustainable. Because it sounds like like the green juices and everything you know this this person was doing is you know, maybe part of it was enjoyable, but maybe it was also so rigid that it wasn't sustainable. And so what you're looking for is sustainability. And that's where we need to sort of challenge that black and white thinking. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, um, just just think of flexibility and sustainability and what's enjoyable because you still need to enjoy your life. Exactly. And I think too, people assume that we have to be perfect eaters in order to attain some kind of lower blood sugar or to, if someone has PCOS, they want to like ovulate on their own or something, you know, like they have to be this perfect eater, but you don't, and those don't exist anyway, or they may be really like anorexia. I mean, like that's, and that's not something that anyone would say is a health promoting kind of thing. Right. There is um, no such thing as a a perfect intuitive eater. I would say it's super messy. It should feel messy. And, and that's how normal eating is. It's just Mm -hmm. like, it's, Mm -hmm. it's variable. For sure. Yeah. And I think about how um, stressful and again, that word overwhelming it can be for someone to think about like, I have to do it all right or it doesn't matter at all. And for sure, it, it doing a couple things or one thing at a time is something that can make a huge difference. So I totally agree. And I am wondering, Glennis, if you have anything to add as a recommendation onto our food peace syllabus And if you're new to the Love Food Podcast, this is a list of resources that we've been collecting over the years that is uh, maybe a blog post or a book or a movie or anything under the sun that helps us to further enhance our food peace journey. Is there anything that you'd recommend to this letter writer? Yeah, absolutely. I think support is really important. So there are a couple of um, Facebook groups that I really like. Um, One is um, Non-Dieting Diabetics, and the other one is Diet Talk Free um, for, for blood sugar issues and diabetes. And I'll give you the links for those, obviously. Um, and I, I really like the conversations that are going on in there. Once in a while, I'll chime in too, um, when I have time, but, um, you know, there, there's a way to do this without restricting yourself and being miserable and, um, and getting support from people who are also doing that, I think is really useful. And I like the book, um, Eat What You Love, Love What You Eat with Diabetes by Michelle May and Migret Fletcher. And there's a new edition. So please make sure you get the new one because they really, I think they did a, a good job of, of making it really weight inclusive and taking out any of the stigmatizing talk that might have existed in previous uh, editions. And, and the last thing is that Rebecca Scritchfield, of the um, author of the Body Kindness book and the Body Kindness podcast, and I are putting together... Um, it's been a while. It's been a labor of love for sure. We had some holdups. This this um, <laughs> this year has been a bit of a challenge for sure in getting things done. Um, but we're putting together, we used to do um, it, live groups uh, for, um, it was healthcare, sorry, health at every size for diabetes. And we've changed the name to self-care for diabetes. It's going to be an online program with group support, um, live group support. And um, we're hoping to get that out this year. 
Um, so I'll give you the link for people to sign up for information on when that launches. Oh, definitely. That sounds like an awesome resource. I'm so glad you all are still like putting that together. Keep doing it because it sounds amazing. It's comprehensive and it really focuses on that shame reduction part. Like we start there, right? And give Mm -hmm. real, real kind of coaching advice about how to do that, how to reduce the shame and how to sort of move forward. And it's very, you know, it's not restrictive. It's not diety. It's very much like, how do you make these changes in mm-hmm. your life and and have them feel good? Yeah. It's amazing how much like shame reduction just makes behavior change accessible. And it, uh-huh. and it probably also is like shifts what behavior change is even necessary too. So yeah. I, I yeah. love that. Um, well, I appreciate your time. And again, I'm so glad you're able to come back on the Love Food Podcast. If people want to know more about you or they want to um, figure out a way to work with you, where's the best way for people to find you? Yeah, you can go to my website. It's daretonotdiet.com. Um, and I have a, a contact page there that people can uh, reach me through and uh, I get right back to you. Awesome. So, Well, thank mm-hmm. you. I will have everything that you mentioned, including that website in the show notes. So thank you so much. I appreciate your time and your expertise. Thanks so much, Julie. So there you have it. Letter writer, I hope my conversation with Glennis Oyston brought you some new resources, some new ways, some new things to experiment with to help you move along your food peace journey in the direction that you want to go. I see that food is written back, but before we get to Food's Letter, this episode of a Love Food Podcast was brought to you by my PCOS and Food Peace course. Check out all the details at PCOSandFoodPeace.com. And remember, if you own a social justice-informed business, I would love to give you the opportunity to advertise on the Love Food Podcast. Get to all the details at juliedillonrd.com slash lovefoodsponsor. All right, enough of all that. Let's hear what food has to say. But until next time, take care. Dear lost my way and afraid for my life. We see how frightened you are. We notice the fear has enveloped you with dire overwhelm. We wish you knew that this heavy burden is not yours. You've been paralyzed with responsibility, using tools that mostly harm. Consider taking off your shame cloak, set it aside. Take a deep breath in and consider ways to heal from carrying around this heavy burden for so long. It will feel like you're not doing enough. Yet, it will open up space for options. Healing is working and just may be the way to feel alive and at home again. Love, food. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is a Love Food Podcast. Do you want access to more food peace? Jump on over to my website and join my email list. There, I share exclusive content that I don't share anywhere else. Get access to these tips and strategies by going to juliedillonrd.com forward slash sign up. And I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Love Food Podcast. Take care. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.